No, that's what I'm doing. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. I got you. Hey, everybody. Hi, how are you? My name's Sean Taylor. That guy down there. Um, come on, Eileen, is Chris, the objective geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. This is Avatar, this is Avatar The Last Karaoke Years, and today we're talking about Avatar news. We just wanted to plug in. There's been some recent casting news, some novel news, and then we had a few, like, personal just not avatar related but personal things that we thought would fit good into one episode so we're gonna do that thing and chris that's my segue and uh, how are you doing buddy what's going on i am doing good pretty much i guess yeah sure why not <laughs> that was the least good sounding good i've ever heard anyone do I've been in a really good Batman mood lately. I've been like diving. Since the Batman came out, I've just been diving more into Batman, falling back in love with the character as if it's an actual. <laughs> like, not really. um, but uh, so I was I was recently on um, JK Rants Reviews. You know, we, we just had John on on the Batman review and he has his own podcast called JK Rants Reviews. So we were on that. We did commentary for Batman and Robin. Which I found, you know, a couple more. Just like in our commentary for The Last Airbender, I found, you know, a couple different gems. Although, hmm. The Last, Air, the Last Airbender is probably better than Batman and Robin. Funny, because I feel like there's three movies that hurt my soul because they're so bad. Batman and Robin, The Last Airbender, and probably Dragon Ball Evolution. So I feel like I need to to rewatch Dragon Ball Evolution or review it or something. You're going to think that Dragon Ball exercise. Evolution is the worst of that trio and I'm pretty confident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'm confident. It's been probably 10 years since I watched it, but I'm pretty confident in that assessment. This is going to sound sacrilegious. Dragon Ball Evolution doesn't even hurt my soul because it's so bad that I have mm. shunned it from my memory. <laughs> like I don't even consider it in the realm of bad movies. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's also the most like Avatar Last Airbender, not disregard uh, like, for all that makes <laughs> Dragon Ball good. Yes. Like the Last Airbender resembles Avatar. There's there's connective tissues there. The story's pretty much the same to a certain extent of season one. Uh, they miss out on a lot of things, but it is recognizably Avatar. Batman and Robin, you can't deny that it's Batman. It's, and even it's though candy, I, I right, it's like it'd yeah. be like like an older Batman, but it is. It's not out of the question for Batman to be like yeah, campy it and is, humorous. It's a valid interpretation of the character. Not one that I like, a but it's a valid one, interpretation. But a valid yeah. one. Yeah. And Dragon Ball Evolution is just like, what the heck is this garbage pile you, of just. If you took the name off of the cover and then. Sorry, I'm leaning over weird because I'm eating this chocolate bar because I'm starving. So I pushed my microphone away while I ate some food. Uh, <laughs> If you take like the name off and like got rid of some colors and some names, it would be unrecognizable as anything that was created outside of a high school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been falling back in love with uh, uh, with, with a couple different Batman projects. I watched The Dark Knight the other day. Holy crap! It's such a, a great, timeless freaking movie. It's it's so good. Um, been thinking a lot about Batman begins because that's my favorite movie of all time and just continues to to uh just inform me as a, as a person and i find new things in it and, and i find new really great character threads throughout the whole dark knight trilogy in it um but yeah 
Um, also been been dealing with you know Oscar fallout. You know, Black America. We had, we came together. We had a meeting. We uh, we all decided it was it was not a big deal. But <laughs> but um, I don't know if I ever heard back. I filled out this like a questionnaire. But you're in. You got it. What? Oh, wait. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Did I miss like a whole I said, sentence? I, I said. I said. I said that I had a, meet, a conference with all of Black America because we had to talk about the Oscar fallout, the Oscar and we all decided that it wasn't a big deal. What is? Oh my God! I didn't even hear half of that right. Okay. Yeah, no, that was not a big deal. And count me among the people that didn't know the Oscars were happening until the next day. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, I mean, one thing, hitting people's not great, but also making fun of people's not great. Two wrongs, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, 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 uh, anyway, um, but like the Oscars have to be like, holy crap, we are amazing. Like, this is the highest Oscar must have been in a while, the most talked about. And 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 Will Smith just announced that he resigned from the Academy or whatever. And like, and we didn't have to punch Will Smith. We had a great year. They're probably thinking that. I mean, sure, like in in front of cameras, like we are just so appalled by what happened. Wink. And it's, it's like this is the most the Oscars has trended. It never trends past that night, and it, it still has. But even that night, it's kind of a select group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it might show up on Twitter, sure. Yeah. But, I'm uh, just kidding, Oscars yeah. fans. I know it's more popular than I make it out to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But, um... Well, yeah, I'm sorry, I, don't sure. know. I didn't People... hear about half of what yeah. you said initially. That's funny. And that's, that's good. I thought I, you were think, talking about uh, the work thing, and I was like... I don't remember no. Black America being in the name, but that sounds like the end of something that you would name a, a diversity <laughs> group. Hilarious. And I was like, oh, you must be talking about that. And then you said Fallout, and I was like, oh, something went bad with Black America already. <laughs> it's only been there like a few days. Oh, man. I'll listen oh, better next no. time. I think tomorrow I'm going to start tweeting out like random Chris Rock and Will Smith stuff, and, and just to be like, just, just because I, I want to be like, just let's just get over it. I'm like, Chris Rock's bigger on Blackers, one of the best comic stand-ups I've ever have have seen. Like, honestly, it's it's mm -hmm. timeless, it's tremendous, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And just talk about uh, underrated Will Smith, <laughs> and people be like, wait, why? Are, someone's talking about these two, but they're not talking about. They didn't put what, the gift with it. I don't understand what he's talking about. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, but, I so I gotta harken back to last week's episode because I lost sleep for several nights trying to decide if I ordered my favorite <laughs> Batman right and how to interpret that question. You know, we asked a lot of questions and mostly I was happy with my answers. But uh, the favorite Batman actors and how to interpret that question and how I ordered them haunted me for nights. And after several nights of uh, lost sleep, I decided I wouldn't change my order, but I was still upset about it. <laughs> you didn't even. Change but I didn't change the order. I because I still identify really well with, I think I put Robert Pattinson first. I still say that on paper, Ben Affleck looks and feels like the best Batman on both sides. Mm. And then what the heck did I say? Did I say Keaton or Bale? I might've said Keaton next or Bale next. I don't know. Just Keaton never does it for me. And, and Bale 
gets my bias for having the favorite movies, even though he might be my least yeah. favorite actor of the group. But uh, I lost a lot of sleep. But I want you to know that's because that conversation, Joan, if you're watching this, had an impact on me. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> Chris, I was watching Space Jam for the first time. This is what I did this week. Yeah. Space Jam 2, sorry. I finally got around oh, okay. to watching Space Jam 2. I gave up on my friends that I've been waiting on for like, what, a year now? year plus? Yeah. Uh, I gave months. up on them. There's no, a part more like nine months. There's Sorry, a part where LeBron James first gets sucked into the uh, server verse, server verse, whatever that's called, and Don Cheadle's there, and he's looking at Don Cheadle, and he's supposed to be looking confused, like where am I? But he's looking at Don Cheadle like he knows Don Cheadle isn't supposed <laughs> to be in the yeah. movie or something. I just wanted him so bad to pull the John Mulaney and be like, is that, "Yes, I knew that's where you go." Is that Don Cheadle? That's what he looks like. He doesn't look confused. He looks like I recognize this person. Yeah. Like when you can't remember somebody's what? name. <laughs> and then that, so, that sustained me through the rest of the movie because I got to be honest, uh, the movie didn't, I'm not going to say I hated it, but it didn't do a whole lot for me. It is clearly made for not, you know, the original yeah. Space Jam crowd. And that's fine. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think, I think they're both equally harmless movies yeah I that's guess. fair in my head the only um, thing i could come up with to like you know like i like the original one better because like it's my space jam right but all the words yeah. i keep coming up with to like explain why i like it better amount to like nostalgia or just the fact that i really like wayne knight and uh bill murray you know like <laughs> those yeah. aren't reasons for a movie <laughs> i might like the new one better but that's like what do I like better, um, celery or I can't even think of a. I think you need to think of fearless. like two equal junk foods that are equally just like okay, like I'll eat those, but they're bad for me. There's not nutritional value in them. No, because I really like junk food. Ah, There's gonna anyway. be some candy yeah. that you're like, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like, what do I like better? A Three Musketeer or a Milky Way? There you go. You nailed it. Uh, <laughs> see, for me, I like the Milky Way better, and I think that's original Space Jam, but like, I can't back up any reason for that other than, you know, one is like my Space Jam. So, no yeah. good reason. That's I think I might have liked the, other one, the, the new one better because um, just because of the different Easter eggs, which is somewhat fun. There's lots of great, um, the, the best parts of the movie are the yeah. references, right? The, the property tie-ins. Yeah. The thing is, so at the end of the movie, <laughs> it's funny. At the end of the movie, right? LeBron James is like about to, he's all, he's dribbling on the court. His son is like wide open for a three. I know. Which Come is funny on, to man. Me. And his because kid, I was like, he's look, got a hundred on his shot. You know, he created his character. Yeah. And, and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, LeBron's going to pass it. Because in basketball, in real life basketball, LeBron James would make that pass one-handed, no look, he's going to flick his wrist. Listen, I'm not a LeBron James fan, but mad respect, the man can throw a pass with a middle finger. Yes. And also, he, he's he's known for end of games not being not having to take the shot, but just making the right play. But he takes the attention, because he will take the yeah. shot. He takes the attention. Yes, yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. And uh, But he didn't pass to him. I was like, he must be a ter- He must have no faith in that kid. <laughs> You're my least favorite child. I'm gonna take this shot yeah. myself. <laughs> but and then I was expecting like if he did pass it for the next day, undisputed for Skip to be like, even in LeBron James, 
fictional stories he doesn't take the last shot and that's that Shannon Blake skip skip it's it's a movie skip come on <laughs> Skip would legitimately have a problem with that, so yeah. Lord help us if he ever actually watches the movie. But the uh, no, the Don Cheadle thing sustained me throughout the whole movie because every time I saw Don Cheadle, I was like, "Is that is that Don Cheadle?" Because <laughs> yeah. everybody else just gets to be themselves, but like some actor has to be that guy, <laughs> has yeah. to be like a big enough actor to carry the role. Poor Don Cheadle. Anyway. Um, I did that, and then I also made a YouTube video about a game that most people will never play, but I really like it, and it's a good value, and I like good, cheap, physical Switch games, and so I made a, a YouTube video about a Switch game called Cat Quest plus Cat Quest 2 Possum Pack, and it is, I don't know, I was really proud of it, so go watch my video, that'd be awesome, I'd appreciate it. Uh, I was proud of the uh, video work, and my dog gets to make lots of appearances. I uh, speaking of videos, I will have a video out in two weeks, around April fourteenth, because it'll be the ten year anniversary of Legend of Korra, and so other oh, YouTube nice. channels are doing their legendary moments from Korra. So like I'm Easter, definitely doing Saturday. that. Saturday, somewhere around there. I think so. Yeah. I don't know when Easter is. I'm not Catholic. I think I'm, it's. I should, <laughs> I should. I should know when Easter. Is. I'm Christian. I'll celebrate Easter. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, the... Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so, so when I went, so we when we started so working at Payless, I was it. when we started working at Payless, I was so confused about the, uh, the I forget the weeks before. There's there's Easter Sunday, and then what's the Sunday before? Palm called? Sunday. And so Palm Sunday. My understanding is that Palm Sunday is not like just Catholics, but like. Not all Christians do the Palm Sunday thing. Yeah, I've never heard those phrases before, and so I was confused that Payless when we were because you know we built we would build cells because dress shoes and stuff like that go it takes a trends high during that time. So we'd be like, all right, we got plant sales high and pre Palm the week before Palm, and then on Palm Week and then Easter. The, that Easter is a high peak in sales. I was like, what the heck is this terminology? I never even. Maybe Baptists don't don't do that. I, I grew up in a Baptist church. I, was, I don't so. know what what Christians outside of Catholicism. My dad is Catholicism only, but yeah, you walk into church <laughs> and they have like palms that have been blessed, uh, and then okay. certain parts of the mass where you, I don't know if you hold them up or you just hold on to. I don't really remember specifically. I know I'm a bad Catholic. Sorry. And then, uh, but then those palms <laughs> turn into the ashes for next year. You know the Ash Wednesday ashes. Yeah. Those oh, yeah, and I was at, the first time I saw someone with that, I was very confused. <laughs> that was in like high school. The first time I saw someone, I was like, "What the hell they got on their forehead?" The, Ash Wednesday always weirds me out because, like, there's no. the, in the Catholic faith, there's certain days they call holy days obligation where it's the non Sundays where you're supposed to go to church, and that's not one of them. But it's like the most attended like church day on the calendar. It's like you don't have to go. What are you doing? I remember, like, young Sean being like, what? <laughs> yeah. Mom, come on! This wasn't in the days. Uh, <laughs> there's our, our Easter lesson for you. Easter is on <laughs> for, Sunday for two the 15th. Different, two, that's how, that's how religious. We, we have the same, pretty much the same beliefs as the book. Grew up completely different. Yes, absolutely <laughs> in different interpretations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I I vividly remember like the first time because like they like I went to Catholic school, so teaching you like the the Holy Days obligation is a big deal. And then me telling my mom's like, no, we don't have to go to church today. She's like, yeah, but we are. And I'm, pardon? Uh, <laughs> so a seven year old Sean was very offended by that news. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris. Let's, Radio, let's get weeks. into the. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about let's some news. <laughs> let's talk about news. Really, really good news. Okay, so a couple, probably a couple months ago, which I didn't really share this with you, Sean, because it kind of just blew over my head for a while there. That the like the actual titles to the Kyoshi novels changed. It changed. What? Well, I say they, I say they changed, but they changed in the sense of like, I don't know. They didn't. They didn't. Of course, they didn't physically change. You, like you can't go look at your book right now, and the titles change. But they somewhat changed the title to Avatar Chronicles. Um, they did you know, Rise what of Kyoshi. What we or... want the Harry Potter Fantastic Beasts movies to do, which is to mm. change their oh, overarching. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a freaking mouthful. I don't get it. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Wait, no, it's mine. Wizarding world and the secrets of Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah, and they have to show the just... Wizarding World logo in front of yeah. it as if we don't know from everything else. Ah, it pisses me off. Anyway, sorry. sorry so, I, so they changed it to Avatar Chronicles. Okay, the Rise of Kyoshi. Avatar Chronicles: The Shadow of Kyoshi. Um, because that's that then says like, oh well, if these are Avatar Chronicles, that means that they might chronicle more avatars. So that was the takeaway. I, for some reason, forgot about it. Didn't bring it up in previous news. But anyway, but I'm a full circle. Now they have a new book announced to come out in July called Avatar Chronicles. I believe that's actually I might be butchering that. But anyway, it is the Dawn of Yang Chen. That's the name, right? Yes. That's the name. Yep. Okay. The Dawn of Yang Chen. If they call it Avatar uh, Chronicles, what's James Cameron going to call his Netflix series? It's going to be very confusing for everybody. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, uh, called the Dawn of Yang Chen. FCAE, who wrote the uh, Kyoshi novels, is coming back to write Yang Chen, which that's really exciting. Really enjoyed his writing. I think he just really puts you into the world of Avatar. Really puts you into the mind of Kyoshi. Even though the book isn't a a singular like POV, it's not written necessarily from her perspective, but you still really get into her her thought process and and her feelings and emotions and just written really, really well. And it's, um, I think it signifies that that, you know, hopefully that means that's a good relationship between this author that we have grown to like and the creators who is obviously having, yeah. a, having a vet this, hopefully that's a good relationship sign overall. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't see Mike and Brian being the type of ones to, if they didn't have a good relationship, they, they would just end it. They would, yeah, they <laughs> Clearly would from that, and... from their Netflix, like, like they were on somewhat the pinnacle of like who doesn't want a Netflix show? Who doesn't want a show run? And they're like, nah, we don't want. We don't. We <laughs> when don't, FC was not. like, "What if Kiyoshi wasn't super tall?" And they're like, "Get out!" <laughs> yeah, get. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you do you, do you all have the image I sent you? The excerpt. Oh, did it? you send me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up on my phone. I thought you okay. like something to put in the PowerPoint. Now, hate to warn no, you, you didn't have to put in PowerPoint. I did not do I that. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to read it. Yes, I have the excerpt. Would you like me to read it? Okay. Yeah, read the whole thing. 
Yang Chen's ex- already screwed it up two words in. Yang Chen's inexperience may prove to be her greatest asset. Plagued by the voices of avatars before her for as long as she can remember, Yang Chen has yet to earn the respect f- felt for Avatar <laughs> Rozukin. No, Zito. I don't remember how we decided to say that. I'm going to say Zito, her predecessor. In an era where loyalty is bought rather than earned, she has little reason to trust her counsel. When Yang Chen travels to Bin Er, Bin Er, in the Earth Kingdom on political business, a chance encounter with an informant named Kavik leads to a wary partnership. Bin Er is a city ruled by corrupt Shang merchants who have become resentful of the mercurial Earth King and his whims. To extract themselves from his influence, the Shangs have one solution in mind, a mysterious weapon of mass destruction that would place power squarely in their hands. As Yang Chen and Kavik, that's definitely wrong, seek to thwart the Shang's plans, their unlikely friendship deepens. But for Yang Chen to chart her course as a singularly powerful avatar, she must learn to rely on her own wisdom above all else. This propulsive third installment in the Chronicles of the Avatar series illuminates Avatar Yang Chen's journey from uncertain young woman to revered leader. Sorry about the names. No, uh, I find the synopsis really interesting on, on multiple fronts. Um, the whole, and also we'll get into our top three things that we would like to see in it, uh, but just covering the synopsis, things that kind of stand out to me that she she hears these voices in her head and uh i feel like the novels are approaching the avatar the past lives as like somewhat of a mild form of schizophrenia like like you hear things and you're just not sure what what it is well if you had like an uneducated team avatar around you or like it doesn't really imply that she's got like a great team avatar or no knowledge of that and so it'll be curious to like does she know that she's the avatar when does that dawn and does she know what to expect and probably not so yeah she probably just feels like a crazy person yeah and and who should she listen to and and things like that because it's really interesting uh, not spoil Kyoshi novels I mean just a little bit I guess but you know she says someone says in it she says she says in it like she's talking to Kyoshi and she's like, You could talk to all your past lives, you know, a thousand times, and you still wouldn't know which best way would be to guide the world. Pretty much saying like they all got their own different opinions <laughs> about things. And uh even when Kyoshi had killed uh this one character, she was like in in that thought, she was like, she could feel their feelings about it. Some we're fine with it. Some disagree with her killing, but she didn't care. <laughs> so it's interesting to think of a Yang Chen be, having to struggle with hearing all these different voices with different opinions, probably somewhat yelling at her or, or things like that. So just how she deals with that. Yeah, every, like I said, every avatar that we've gotten intimate stories with so far has had a team avatar. They've not been mm. totally in the dark. It'll be kind of curious to see if she does not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else from the synopsis that, that stands out to you before we get into our top three things that we would love to see in the novel? I like that it's introducing, uh, like, it's, it feels like a brand new plot. It doesn't feel like a like a wash on something that we already know or something that we've already yeah. kind of seen before. It feels brand new, which is, is fantastic. Um, no, I don't 
it's not a huge excerpt, and I'm not the most insightful guy, so I'm not going to try to take away too much from it. But it sounds exciting. Yeah. But yeah, the only other thing that stood out to me was that um, that her inexperience is going to be her greatest strength because that kind of says that she might go against the against the mold or go up against the grain. That's part from of what the... these like from yeah, she'll go against like what people want from her or think they should get from her or expect from her. Um and there also there seems to be some corruption in the Earth Kingdom. So that'll be really interesting. Poor Earth Kingdom, always the subject of corruption and Yeah. Things. I mean it's freaking huge. I, I get it. Like it's hard sense. to like, I mean, maybe only someone, you know, 500 years in the future can really bring order to it. You, you know, watch your mouth, like Chris. A... <laughs> <laughs> you know, almost like it's an empire words. of sorts. No, no, empire. Know. That's too strong. That's too strong. <laughs> a, unif- a, a unification, a unified group. Yeah, you know, a, a person who could greatly unite them. Yeah, and, you know. and do it in great fashion. Great, yeah, great uniter. <laughs> Poor Earth Kingdom, though they never, never catch a break. Uh, you know, it would be cool to have an Airbender story from like. Well, hopefully, I guess that's what we'll get, right? But it's in the Earth Kingdom. But hopefully, we'll get more insight into, um, into I don't know pre uh, pre show Airbending. Pre-genocide airbending, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't really... I mean, we saw some of that in, in the Kyoshi novels. Um, to a really small not, degree, like, yeah, not a... Yeah, like, we met Kelsong, and then I forgot his name. Sorry, Jinpa? No, that's the name of a bison, I think. And uh, but and also, you know, Kyoshi's connection to uh, the yeah. airbender linearly, uh, lineagely. Yeah. But not just to touch on more of, like, society and actual airbender life outside of team avatar that'd be cool pre pre-genocide yeah, definitely and and no the inexperienced part was part of what i like it felt like it was implying to me that she was kind of at a, a at a lack of knowledge that her mm. that other avatars were used to would have but yeah very yeah. curious very exciting i'm sure she'll do avatar rosic and proud <laughs> still still think that's a better name i think all so right too. uh i'll I'll start off with the number three thing, and we'll just alternate. Three, three, mm-hmm. two, two, one, one. Um, my number three thing that I want to see from the Yang Chen novel, which I wonder, I mean, I'm sure there'll be more than one novel, probably. Anyway, that's not the thing. Maybe. Um, yeah. Um, I, I let's see. I want to see Yang Chen uh, just, I guess, go against the the airbending philosophy um i think so th- there's the relationship that they talked about in it and uh with this other person who i forgot his name already but airbending philosophy is seems to be like we don't believe in relationships like we believe in love and you know things like that but we're nomadic, like we don't have this singular family structure, but <clears throat> I, you know, I would like her to challenge herself on, on that 
to challenge your own belief system, which I think would kind of be a strong message, right? Because oftentimes, you know, people believe whatever mm-hmm. their parents believe, and there's not, I mean, and I am guilty of that, but to a certain extent, sometimes you find yourself challenging certain aspects, and sometimes you come out a better believer because of it, um, or you come out just more, at least a little bit more thoughtful, maybe a little bit more open to different people's ways of life. Um, and so I think that would be really interesting, especially if these two characters become close. Because like I just imagine Yang's inner monologue being like, "We we don't we don't do this." Like kind of I don't want to say a sexual awakening, but that's more than I. Hmm. Do I want sex in this book? Interesting thought. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> does that ever happen in in a? In a <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> do I want some sex? Do I want some action in these pages? <laughs> oh, just like that's never been a singular thought in Avatar, except for in, in the comics where Korra is clearly hitting on uh, Asami to come to bed and, and forget about. And there's this one specific scene. I'm like, dang, Korra, keep it in your pants. It's just so thirsty um, for a waterbender, especially. <laughs> that's weird. Man, all right. Um, but I think you know have her dealing dealing with 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 that. Um, so yeah, so I, I would like to see her have some type of building this relationship with this person, and then questioning her own beliefs and like what it really um, does she really want to follow the Airbnb beliefs? Because also this goes to like you know the thing she said to Aang at the end there was just like yes, many wise and noble air nomads have reached enlightenment. Um, like you're the avatar, like you can't keep yourself, you can't just bottle, box yourself into these thoughts because you serve the world. And so like, I wonder how she uh, kind of deals with that. Oh, okay, never mind. I'll get into a second point. Like I couldn't think of a third one for a minute there, but I have a third one now. I'll, I'll save that for later. Keep going. All right, you're nerd three. I'm going to recycle what I just said because I just thought of it when we brought it up here. Is uh, you know, Hopefully there's some influx of, again, pre-genocide airbender society or, or just mm-hmm. getting to experience the uh, the air temples when they're like alive and vibrant. I think that would be really cool. And so I'm just going to recycle that for my number three because I hadn't thought of a third yet either. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my, so my number two... I just thought of uh, is I want to see Yang Chen kill somebody. Nice. Like that sounds. Like, this sounds like I just want a rated R book. I don't. I want some I sex. Want rated R. I want her to stab people. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine like when Kyoshi kills someone, she's she's fairly cool afterwards. She's not like, oh, I can't believe I just killed this person. She's like, yeah, I killed that effort. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what anybody thinks. No, you he deserved don't even to want die. Her to comment she, when she goes Samuel. She's she, so cool that yeah. she just kill and walk away. There's no monologue or she anything. Goes, That's how cool she is. She goes Samuel L. Jackson at time to kill. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> uh, but Yang Chen, if she kills someone, I want her to be like, just have an identity crisis. I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I didn't mean for in a hope in actually have it be an accident, right? Like she. She couldn't control the avatar state or something to that extent. Her being like, no, no, like this isn't like I just have her questioning her herself and be going that down that path. I think it would be really interesting to take an opposite of Aang, right? Both 
started off with the same exact beliefs, but then end them in a different spot. I don't want her to be bloodthirsty at all, but I just want her to be like, come to some realization that, you know what? Like, no, I don't want to kill people, but sometimes the situation unfortunately requires that. I think my number two is, I hope, hopefully I articulate it well. I want to see an avatar with sort of slightly lesser physical gifts like there's such an emphasis on Kurok being so naturally good at at physical things mm, and bending, okay. and Kyoshi, you know, not as refined maybe or whatever, but super like super powerful. Yeah, yeah. Buried under there, even Aang, you know, he just he's almost so athletic. Like all of Aang that we see is he's just a little athlete, a sprightly little yeah. fella. Uh, and I would think it would be really cool to think uh you know maybe it's more along the lines of the the strategic side of batman when she's murdering people chris no the <laughs> i just maybe that's not super gifted bending but strategic and or highly creative with a slightly more limited skill set and maybe just physically even aside from bending not as gifted i think that would be an interesting uh break from the more common mold Yeah. Uh, ah, what are you doing? Okay, go back. Go back to that. Mm-hmm. I'm in the call. There we go. No? Yep. No, I can still hear you. Huh? Just can't see you. Yeah. I mean, your uh, picture, uh, your, your what do you call it, your <laughs> avatar, coincidentally, yeah. pun intended, is staring like uh, into my soul right now. You got your people's eyebrow going on, looking right There we go. Okay. I'm back, man. Um, Number one. Hey, I can't. I, I had a number oh. one. And I can't think of it. It was really good. Do you want me to give my number one and hopefully it'll spark your memory? Yes, please. My number one is I want to dive back into, especially now knowing what we know about Kurok. I want to. I want her to have some deep spirit world experiences. Maybe even another mm. Wan interaction. We all know that I don't like Wan. Give him a chance to redeem himself. Maybe even some early. Rava and Vatu kind of interaction or, or hearing that story told from a slightly different perspective um, yeah. or, or just heavier in the spirit world interaction, but with some of those familiar faces, maybe fill some gaps, add some detail to the, the avatar origins when she's going through this schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, I'm so mad at myself because I had a number one. <clears throat> I tried so to clearly tell you remember. Yeah, I really did. And for some reason, I'm, I should have. I should have written it down. It did. It, well, you uh, already did sex yeah. and murder. Do you want drugs? Is that number one for mm, you? <laughs> no, I'm not big on drugs. Never, never really done <laughs> drugs before. Also, I've, I've never done murder either. Let's <laughs> get. But... <laughs> what's uh, what's the other John Mulaney thing? It's very inappropriate, but something suck a D and sell drugs, and then I. Oh, I remember what. Yeah, I can't say any of that on here, but the John Mulaney thing where he's like somebody, she says those three things to him, and by the end of it, he's running a small business. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I'm thinking of this this one. It's just all right. So we'll get more. I love lore. Love it. I love how much more lore we got with the Kyoshi novels. We learned so much more about Avatar Quirk. Um. So now we have the opportunity to learn. I really don't want to learn more about Avatar Zeto. Um, yeah, he he's fine. Boring. He just seems like he just seems like an accountant. 
But if we could possibly go back more, <laughs> if we could possibly go back, you know, more lifetimes, and pretty much her previous four, um, there's that avatar that people call Avatar Gimli. No, that's that's not his name. That's what people call him. Yeah, I mean, um, it makes a lot of sense. I'm look at him, you know. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, we could learn more about pretty much the four previous avatars um, before before Yang Chen. So I'll just get more uh, information on that. that I'm water, still mad. I can't. Uh, the waterbender dude over Gimli's Gimli's right shoulder. Hour looking at him on the left. If that's yeah. the previous waterbender, that guy is huge. Yeah, no. He Look is at huge. him in like forced perspective. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, there is this um, this fan artist called Falling or Failing Radish, who like has taken every single random image. Or picture of every single avatar and have done their own character designs based off of it and have given them just like little story tidbits here and there uh really really good uh images and really great art to look at like really beautiful art really great at character designing too um like they'll take like a random just over the shoulder image of an avatar that you see and then create kind of a whole new uh story and character description for them well, the guy behind uh, Avatar Gimli is Avatar Andre the Giant. He invented <laughs> Avatar. An- There'd be a random Avatar Andre. Avatar but, Andre, yeah. and he invented uh, ice wrestling. You know, something like that. Wrestled polar bears. That's what he did. Just regular polar. Oh, bears. also, also, we'll get to uh, one thing. Looking forward to. Uh, it's not the thing I thought of before, but we get to see uh, Kyoshi, not Kyoshi, um, Yang Chen spirit animal. So that'll be interesting. Oh, neat. Yeah, good catch. I kind of forget that spirit animals are a thing from time to time, quite honestly. Yeah, one thing, it's kind of, the whole thing is kind of fuzzy, to be honest. Like, Yoshi's spirit animal is technically an actual spirit who's like a fox. But it's Uh, like a spirit creature from the spirit world, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, but Roku's is a physical dragon and Aang's is Appa and Korra's is Naga. Like <laughs> anything that has spirit qualifies. Yeah. Like they just get like <laughs> from from Kelsey, they just get like a little bit more normal and normal. Like Squares is a dog. Which means that Yang Chin's is gonna be amazing. Yeah. I love this fan theory that uh Kyoshi's spirit animal was the Unagi. And like there's some really great fan art of her meeting it when it was just like a little fish. And then she's like, says to like, you're going to watch over them forever, aren't you? And then, of course, Kyoshi passes away and then just shows Yanagi growing older and older and watching over Kyoshi Island. Like, that is like some of the best, I think, fan theories that I'm just going to, I'm going to say that Kyoshi can have more than one spirit animal and just say to, that that's, to accommodate uh, that I'm gonna, fan theory. I'm going yeah, to hold it in my head cannon. Yang Chin's spirit animals, like the, the eagles from Lord of the Rings or something like that, something super. Super excessive, Ooh, yeah. That would kind of be cool. A griffin? A new different type of eat. It's a griffin? They do have, well, they have those condor things that was in the circus. Oh, yeah. I didn't like the way those looked. That was scary. But something yeah. kind of, something like a griffin-ish type of deal. Give it a I different name that. that's, that's an cool. animal combination. Oh, you know, she, horse, horse, eagle, oh, or she, eagle, horse or something. Oh, she probably has a flying bison, which that's, that, that sounds dumb that that sounds boring when I just <laughs> said, oh, she probably just has a flying Been bison. Been there, done that, am I right? Yeah, like, come on, everyone has a... At first, I thought Kyoshi's spirit animal was going to be 
that flying bison that was her mother's at first, but then it ended up retiring or, or something. <laughs> Retired. <laughs> like, listen, that sounds funny. I've go up to retirement. Like, she, yeah, anyway. Interesting. Uh, and I'm re- still really mad that I can't think of the one thing I was really excited about. Let's drop the other news tidbits and when you think about it, because you inevitably will. No time like exactly that moment. (laughs) I'll probably think of it in like two recordings from now and like three weeks from now for viewers. I'll be like, and I remember what that thing I was going to say. And I'm like, wasn't that three weeks ago? Yeah, most viewers would be like, I'm not going back to to piece that together. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, other news in Avatar. So, really interesting. So, there's... I'm going to ask you a trivia question, Sean. What oh. two siblings in the Avatar universe never have a line of dialogue together? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I, Iroh and Ozai. Yes, okay. Yeah. That, well, that was way easy. Oh, but it's not that you tipped me off about the trivia, but you tipped me off no, the that's topic. True. Or I would... I did. Let's, I gotta be true, honest, yeah. I would not have remembered... I could have sat okay. here and thought a long time. Yeah. Just I did send honest. Sean like a couple of different like news items and I just wrote I wrote Ozai, When Chris is Avatar taking Netflix. notes to himself, which we use each other for notes to self, that's totally fine. But Chris's notes to himself are the most basic like <laughs> I don't know how you interpret like the news <laughs> that you take you're just like Ira Ozai. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Um <laughs> So uh I forgot his full name. I only, I only remember his first name, Paul, who is Paul. I think it's Paul Sung-Yi, um, who will be playing Iroh in the Netflix live-action adaption. Uh, and Daniel Day Kim, who will be playing Ozai, so they're brothers, in the show. They don't have a single line of dialogue together. They are in a scene together, just in the Zuko flashback of him, of his acting kind with his dad. But they're not really, they're never in the same frame. They're barely in the same room. But they're in the same scene. But that's the only scene in the whole entire show that they're together. You but sound like Paul you're developing and... a conspiracy theory that they're the same person. <laughs> you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? No, yeah. here. Iroh. Iroh was the one who scarred Zuko. Zuko had schizophrenia. He thought it was a different person. Nope. Your favorite character yeah. of all time? Actually, the Fire Lord. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, but anyway, so they uh, were recently on Instagram together in a video, and they were just having like a cup of, not tea, but like alcohol, cheering to each other. They're like, hey, what do we just do? And then they're like, one of them was like, we just filmed a really great scene together. And they seem to be really like into it and stuff. And it's really like, interesting because Iroh, like it must like it must have been to them a really good scene that maybe really pushed them as actors or just a really cool scene. Iroh and Ozai never have any scenes together, so I'm really curious what this scene is, and uh, so it's going to be different from the show, which I think is good. Um, so I'm going to speculate what it is. Um, if I had first, to guess, I'll go in second. <laughs> okay, if I had to guess, it is a flashback to when uh, Ozai overthrew their father. And like I'm imagining, right after he killed, had his father killed, Iroh returns home, and uh, and they and so you know and they maybe challenge him to Agni Kai, or just even if it's a challenge of 
of ideas and and thoughts and an argument that could still be very powerful about just where the soul of the Fire Nation is lying at, and eventually all the Fire Nation sides, not with Iroh, who is the renowned general, uh, very famous Dragon of the West, but with Ozai, who is pretty much just a prince. Um, so I think that is probably what it has to do with. Um, and I, I doubt for some reason they bring up Zuko, because I don't know, because at that point, um, he hasn't been burnt yet, but but that's what I think it is. I'm gonna say it's a flashback to like uh like twenties, you know, age age twenties, Ozai and Iroh. Iroh probably upper twenties, Ozai lower twenties. And uh, you know, Iroh they're sitting at the dinner table home for the holidays or something like that. And then Iroh's oh, like, okay. Hey, check this out and then he belches fire <laughs> and Ozai's like, Oh, nice and that's this whole scene and then they were they were toasting to that mm-hmm. moment. That's how it's going to go down. Mark my yes. words. I, I like that route you went. <laughs> I was uh, just like, <laughs> I want to picture it so much like away from their current characters <laughs> as possible. What would they be like as kids sitting around the table? 30s, 20s. I mean, I was kids, like, but... I think I was about 10 or 15 years older than him. They certainly make him it just look feels like that 15 way. years older. Like, that yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Although, that being said, I really like just his hair just started turning gray like when Zuko like when his hair was black when Zuko was like 10 years old and then it immediately started turning gray after that like probably what five three years later because we see Zuko yeah, I'm still gonna speculate so, like, 10 years apart but that's you know that's pretty I am too I yeah I am too um it's just that they look farther apart than I think they really are because of the grief that Ira went through after his son died and the fact that those eyes shredded and has you know black shiny hair, yeah, it's a good it's a good look for him. Yeah, uh, so that's so that's one really I think exciting thing about uh, coming up about the Netflix series. Uh, speaking of the Netflix series, other news, um, it is confirmed to be eight one hour episodes. It doesn't really change anything how I feel about it. That's kind of what I expected. I I expected eight to ten on our episodes, um, which is fine. It's it's somewhat. It's I think it's exactly the same runtime as the first season. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have no opinion, or at least my opinion is like uh, one hour episodes are great for eating dinner while watching an episode, but I find. 20 or 30 minute episode shows more like bingeable. I I love 30 minute episodes. I think 30 minute episodes are perfect. It feels like, more bingeable. It feels like I'm covering more ground. Like an an hour episodes like I got to commit to this now. That's I got to take time out of my schedule. And cuz I want to watch the whole episode in one sitting. I don't I don't like breaking up watching episodes. I barely like break I like breaking up watching movies. Like I hate doing that. So I really hate doing it to episodes of a of a TV show, uh, but thirty minutes is like all right. I get in, I get a good story, um, and and then if and then I'm and then if I'm you know once that ends, I'm like oh I'm you know I'm feeling I'm not too tired yet. Maybe I'll pop in another one, do another thirty minutes. I can I can way easily more easily do two thirty minute episodes than one hour long episode. That's fair. There's there's less variables to try to navigate, or you don't have to. Plan as far out, I can. Yeah, I can get on board with that. 
Heather and I are really bad about like one, uh, you know, one hour TV show episodes. But <clears throat> that being said, the flexibility of two 30 minute episodes versus one 60 minute episode, you just got more options. Yeah. That makes sense to me. So you heard it here first. Terrible idea. Come on. 16 30 minute episodes, man. Yeah. That's um, a hot take for the day. Uh, other news related to Avatar. The budget came out. <laughs> that sounds like... Uh, guys, the budget came out. And... Yay. Call Avatar Zito, I guess. What do you... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so the budget is apparently $125 million for okay. the entire first season, which is a lot. Yeah, That, uh, that puts it at, I think, about $15 million per... No, like 15 to $20 million per episode. Which is really high. Uh, for Netflix, it's like in their top five. I believe it's comparable to Stranger Things, and uh, and might be that budget might be greater than The Witcher, which I still haven't watched season two. I watched one episode of season two so far. Okay, and that was not that interesting. anyway. Um, so yeah, they're putting money oh, behind it, it, which uh, which is good. But also, I thought that also. You know, with with more money behind it, that's more risk. If it doesn't do the numbers that they need to do, Netflix isn't afraid to cancel things. Um, which is, uh, I, I just I just really hope they give Avatar the chance to tell the complete story. I mean, on the on the other side, if they don't, I'm pretty sure Paramount will be like, all right, whatever, we'll do it. And then here's half the money. Do what you can. Bring it over here. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they just took it off net. Even though Netflix is producing it, uh, if if that ever happened, I wouldn't be surprised if Paramount bought it, the the streaming rights to it, to put it on Paramount Plus, because that's what um, that's what Disney Plus did with the Marvel Netflix shows like Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yeah, like those. Like, are they're Netflix not on Netflix produced. anymore. Yeah, yeah, those were like. Netflix produced shows. Those just weren't shows that Netflix just bought or something. And now it's on Disney Plus. It's a weird, weird time to be alive, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, we've been in this for 50 minutes. Uh was there any other news that uh oh, do you have any anything about budget? You probably don't. Nope. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I had I listen to what you tell me uh-huh. and I'd like that's in stone for me. He's like, Chris said that's a lot of money. That means it's a lot of money. I believe him. The it, <laughs> it's, it's not surprising to me that it fits in their top five. It kind of, they have pushed it as if it was going to be, or they have the expectations that it's going to be that, that tier of show for them. So I guess it's not surprising to me, but I would have never known what that number looked like or what those other shows numbers looked i will say that one of my complaints with the witcher is there's a couple times the witcher you're like i do like the witcher a lot there's a couple times you're like that could use some more budget Mm. (laughs) that scene could have used a few more dollars (laughs) not very often there's just a few times in there i'm like ooh. yep um oh real quick uh so the avatar rpg games that that came out uh, a whole bunch of new lore dropped about it uh, I haven't gotten into it yet, um, but a lot of really interesting little tidbit things. Um, let's see. So one in our one of our past videos that I don't know. It's a physical RPG game. I don't. I don't know how. Those oh, games I'm work. sorry. Like a tabletop RPG. 
yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. tabletop. Um, it's funny in our in one of our past ranking the avatar videos, what person kept on saying I haven't I forgot to respond to him. Just like, no, you guys need to redo this like now. Like the RPG stuff came out, and you got we got new information on Roku. It says that he was like one of the most renowned avatars since Yang Chen, one of the best ones. And then, but like it's only been like we wrote that it was only like a week since they came out. <laughs> Not to mention, if it's like a full-size RPG, like I've been playing D&D on the same campaign for like a year and a half, so ain't nobody got time for that. I think all the information, I think you can get all the information just through like PDFs and stuff like that. So I'll just just read through there. But I think we'll wait until the, uh, maybe until the... Gotta do Yang Chen in the next set, Yeah, the Yang Chen. Yeah. Okay, we we will look into that information when we do our next set, but it will definitely be after Yang Chen, and I'm a yes. slow reader, so cut me some slack. Yeah, this might be a running, like, here's the new 2022 Avatar rankings, and I then in no two years, here's the new 2024. That. Hopefully Yang yeah. Chen gives us a couple more names to drop in there, too. It's, oh, crap, yeah, that would be Zuken good. and Gimli, you know, we, <laughs> we want to <laughs> dig a little deeper into those guys' lives. Zeno, yeah. yeah, he's definitely last right now. There's just no redeeming qualities to what what I know about him. Yeah. The thing is, even though that person said that, like that specific story takes place during Roku's time, but like before the Hundred Year War, I'll be like, well, they're not even including the Hundred Year War in that assessment. Like that's this big. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's big a thing. Big scar he... on the old resume, champ. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I mean, you're talking to a guy who is, uh, I, I certainly am more supportive of Roku than Chris, personally. I get it. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, I still want to, I'm going to call the waterbender the really big, um, instead of Avatar Andre, I kind of want to make it sound waterbendery. I'm going with Unashak. Ooh, Unashak. Unashak that that yeah. sounds legit. Yeah. And he, I mean, look Q, at that. Guy. Q names <laughs> are, Q names are uh, very uh, persistent and, and, the water tribe so that's we're that's that's canon now that's it is now we've got rosukin and you know gimli wasn't us somebody else did that so we get credit where oh yeah that's due. that's yeah uh, but rosukin and i'm not Unishak sure someone told someone told me a name one time and i was like yeah that's a good name i forgot what it was i liked it more than gimli because gimli is almost like jafar like it's a stereotype that's yeah, but, and also, you know, we only ever uh, see young young Gimli in the movies, right? And that's clearly old Gimli, so I think we could do better. Yeah. Someone told me a really good name and uh I did forget it. But it was a really good name. It was Not, like what are this is Chinese name? for mountain something. I was like, Oh, okay. So for short mountain. Like, <laughs> yeah, was... like Gimli but Chinese. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Uh any last news to wrap things up? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. No. Nope. All right. Well, in two weeks, aka two hours, when you think of your number one thing, just just shout it out. In the meantime, thank you so much for watching our our one off today on Avatar current news and novel updates. Very exciting stuff. My name's Sean Taylor. That's Chris Board, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. I will put the contact stuff and the details down in the description. Thanks a lot for watching. We appreciate it as always. Ah, my hand waves missed. Well, now you can narrate it because I didn't, I didn't meet you. So you my Morgan Freeman voice, and then Chris waved goodbye.
my Morgan Freeman oh, the voice, people the first thing I think of it. is still just the uh, it's still the, <laughs> the Frank Caliendo letter, yeah. yeah.